This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA Media. I wish, in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. I'm going to officially yeah. announce that we're going back into the WHO. Everything that we wanted done, all right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't get you I'm ready. I mean, if you've seen Chicago, have you seen the show Chicago? I, it, it, I sta it starts off. They want me to be the person to do that. I just think it's thick. What I would like is that, okay? Done. Done. That's easier okay? for me. Easier for me. No, no, seriously, David. I mean, I know you're trying to make it look like a... I don't give a shit because you see this the way you're moving around now? It looks like somebody's carving around your head. I gotta grab my mask. Damn it. What's your name there, Dr. Anthony Fauci? My name is Dr. Anthony Fauci. <laughs> and there's a million things I haven't cured. I'm gonna go to the men's room, okay? Um, I haven't had a single day off in literally over 14 months. The attention that I've gotten. Uh, so you know, being got one of the sexiest men alive in People Magazine wasn't pleasurable at all. You're under oath, sir. I will remind you that you're <laughs> under oath. Our campaign is about fear. It's about inciting fear in people. You all attack people with fear. That's what this pandemic is. It's a fear. It's fear, this pandemic. That's all it is. I want to give a special thank you to our fellow Washingtonian, uh, Dr. Tony People say, no, Fauci's going to inject a chip in you when you get vaccinated. Well, I have a chip in my, in my own brain. I am honored to announce that the United States will remain a member of the World Health Organization. This, the, the Biden administration is calling me to do everything. I mean, they don't, let, they don't approve anything unless I say yes. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. Even though what I'm saying and what I have said is exactly what the CDC is saying, what most of the public health officials are saying, they aim it at me as the target of, oh, you were wrong in all these things. Well, no, there's nothing about me that cares anything about the standard politics, you know, left, right, middle, nonsense. The only thing I care about 
is medicine, science, and public health. <laughs> Just absolutely crazy. I'm sorry to start the show off that way, but you know, I think it was Benjamin Franklin who said, "Those who would give up essential liberty to pur- to purchase a little temporary safety, well, they deserve neither liberty nor safety." Don't even get me started on what I think Anthony Fauci deserves. I think the war room posse has some suggestions, some ideas. I think it starts with prison. Uh, but that little clip there coming from a PBS documentary that they've done to highlight the life and career of really what I would argue the most egomaniacal, egotistical, worst, and frankly most dangerous public servant bureaucrat type that we've had in the history of this wonderful country, Anthony Fauci is just absolutely terrifying. I think point 14, when he sits there laughing and says, they don't approve anything unless I say yes in regard to the Biden regime, is really, I think, one of the scariest moments that I've seen on television in a very, very, very long time. I don't remember the time where we held an election to give Anthony Fauci, or should we call him by his preferred pronouns, Mr. Science. Remember when he said that in an interview not too long ago? That probably should have been a little bit of a red flag. Uh, But I miss the day where we held an election to really cede our entire national sovereignty and individual rights to you. I'm pretty sure if we held an election to decide your fate right now, today the American people would be in consensus that the only place that you belong is prison. But that's not just a war room talking point anymore. There's been a very, very, very interesting sea change going on, even in the mainstream media, in regard to their approach to covering Anthony Fauci. I never thought we'd see the day where even the New York Times comes out saying what the war room said two, three years ago about this individual. They uh, published an article, an op-ed, from one of their former China correspondents turned opinion writers, Uh, titled, Fauci Could Have Said a Lot More. It's really a scathing rebuke of the former NIAD director. Talks about him and, of course, a longtime favorite of the show, Peter Doshak, the president of EcoHealth Alliance, the group that received money from Anthony Fauci to work with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And when I first read that headline, Fauci Could Have Said a Lot More, I sort of stopped and I said, well, Fauci also could have done a lot more. But then I realized, actually, I don't think that's the case. He actually really, frankly, should have done nothing, including sending our taxpayer dollars to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, instituting mask mandates here, rolling out vaccines and pretending that they were effective when the data that he helped hide indicated very clearly otherwise. But someone who has both done and said a lot concerning Fauci and COVID-19 more broadly is Dr. Malone, who's joining us to break down the New York Times Frankly, I think you could call it turning on Fauci, but I want to get your reactions to this article if you think that this could potentially be the beginning of the end for Fauci or what your take is on the New York Times publishing this piece. I think the beginning of the end was probably Bob Redfield's sworn testimony. Uh, that was that was clearly throwing uh, Dr. Fauci under the bus. And, and uh, now that's been verified by uh, Diane Cutler, and, and many others. We have the receipts now about the funding for the Wuhan lab. But uh, the New York Times does this. I, I, I appreciate the, the snark in your opening monologue. Uh, really enjoyed that. But I, 
I, uh, I'm going to curb my enthusiasm about the New York Times having an epiphany of reality. Uh, it, it, they, they do these little, little short interludes of reality, like uh, when two Februarys ago, they disclosed that the CDC was withholding data from physicians and medical professionals and uh, had become a politicized arm of the White House. We all thought that was a turning point. And then uh, we had another year plus of the usual propaganda. So it's as if they, they occasionally let the steam off a little bit. Maybe it's to uh, improve esprit de corps uh, when, they, when they tell their minions to get back to work uh, rowing the oars and pushing the uh, approved narrative. But uh, I'll take it, and I think I, I enjoyed your, your opening monologue, and I certainly enjoyed reading it, but uh, I'm, I'm uh, less, less than enthusiastic about the New York Times uh, coming out and, and uh, acknowledging their sins. Uh, I should disclose uh, by way of conflict of interest that uh, our lawsuit against the New York Times is moving forward for uh, malicious um, defamation. That's awesome. Do you want to give us a quick update on that lawsuit? Uh, I don't know the nuance. I don't follow the legals too much because I'm kind of busy doing other stuff. But apparently <laughs> it has been allowed to proceed now and uh, both sides are gearing up. They've certainly hired some high-powered attorneys, as did the Washington Post. That one's also sitting right now in uh, federal district court awaiting uh, authorization to proceed to discovery phase. That's, that's the key milestone with any of these. If we can get to discovery phase, then we can start to get them to open the books and uh, allow all of us to see what has been the socket between the government and this, these large corporate media outlets that are functionally acting like Pravda. Well, Godspeed on that. I'm just curious, though, you know, we talk a lot about accountability for Fauci. Certainly don't want amnesty like the Atlantic magazine posed a few months ago. And you are right. The mainstream media sort of works and it ebbs and flows every now and then. They report something that we've been saying for years and they, they want to take all the credit. The vindication feels good, but <laughs> yeah, I'll, sleep right. a lot, right? I'll sleep a lot better at night when we have real accountability. Um, but when we talk about accountability, you know, what exactly do you think, if you want to use the word crimes, uh, lies, whatever you want to characterize it as, you know, it's, it's obvious that Anthony Fauci has lied to the American people. You can just juxtapose what he said two months and then you play what he said two months later and what he's saying is totally disparate. But in terms well, of actually to being Paul. able... He lied, yeah, so he can you lied just to drill down what exactly... Senator. Yes. What exactly, how in a court of law or actually t with tangible evidence, where we can get this accountability from Fauci on, whether it's the origins, the vaccine, the funding, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, the mask mandates, where, where can we really go after him? So he provided sworn testimony in Missouri versus Biden. Uh, and uh, you'll recall uh, had a memory lapse over 160 times. Uh, it's hard to uh, square the circle of the Tony Fauci that's in that PBS video joking casually and so self-confident with the Anthony Fauci that it has uh, 160 memory lapses about key issues when he's under sworn testimony. I don't think we're ever going to be able to pin this guy down. He's very, we, you know, we've covered this again and again. He's a very adroit liar. 
and he knows all the tricks. This is why Ron Johnson is concerned that we'll ever be able to hold any of these public officials accountable, is that the culture in D.C. has just become very sophisticated in avoiding any uh, accountability. So we have again and again reports that these key meetings that were held were held under Chatham House rules with no notes and no recordings and no cell phones. And that wasn't just because they were top secret. They don't want accountability for anything here, and they have very carefully arranged things so that they have plausible deniability. So where is it going to come from? I, you know, I don't, I don't know how this happens, and and uh, how we are able to pin Dr. Fauci, Dr. Burks, Rochelle Walensky, um, uh, 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 Peter Marks. Uh, the current director of the uh, um, FDA. I, I don't know how how we can do this unless we have whistleblowers come forward. And that's there's a lot of disincentives for federal employees to speak truth. Uh, you know, if the tide turns and it becomes in their financial best interests, I guess that's when we might start seeing some federal employees come out, but the, anybody who's spoken about what's happened here, of course, has been censored and uh, gaslit by the likes of the New York Times, the Washington Post, Atlantic Monthly, Rolling Stone. The list goes on and on and on. This whole block of conservative media that basically um, carries water for the federal government, as do all the social media sites. So how, how are we ever going to get to the bottom of this in an environment where our government believes that it's acceptable to deploy military-grade psyops on the citizenry. Uh, you know, I, I was stunned the other day. There was a poll by the magazine called Unheard in the UK uh, that concluded that if, if lockdown was a political party in the UK, they would win hands down in the next election. The majority of Brits are still in favor of the lockdowns. All right, it's, hang on. We're, we're, we're in a we're situation up, where people have been so, so covered with propaganda. But stay, stay with us through. One of my favorite sayings from Chinese Communist Party political warfare is that they've strangled you with your own systems. And I think that's a perfect, perfect metaphor for what we see going on here with the fully entrenched, ingrained biomedical security state, big pharma, really the fourth branch of government, I would argue. And they've See no better ally, or I would say unregistered lobbyist, than Anthony Fauci. Hang in there. We got Dr. Malone, Dave Walsh, Citizen Free Press, Mike Davis. Got a packed hour. Hang around. Stick in there. We'll be right back. Buy gold and get a free safe to store it in. That's right. On qualifying purchases from Birch Gold Group now through March 31st, they'll ship a free safe directly to your door. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free safe. Here's the deal. The Fed keeps raising rates because it's the only tool they have to keep inflation under control. And guess what? It's not working. You can't spend your way out of inflation. You've seen the impact on the stock market. You've seen the impact on your savings. Hedge inflation by owning gold. Let me repeat that. Hedge inflation by owning gold. Whether physical gold and silver in your own safe or through an IRA in precious metals, where you can hold real gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. 
Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 for your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free home safe by March 31st on qualifying purchases. Again, text Bannon to 989898. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. I know AI keeps advancing, it's supposed to be pretty cool. Chat GPT, what are they on now, like 4.5, 5.0? I can never really keep track, but my pillow 2.0, I think is probably one of the coolest advancements we've seen in a while. I definitely have way too much fun doing these pillow reads. It's my favorite part of filling in for Steve. Uh, but you should definitely go to mypillow.com and use promo code WARROOM to support Mike Lindell and his fight for election integrity and of course get a good night's sleep uh something that might not you have and i might not have you sleeping too easy at night though is what i'm about to tell you and it has to do again i'm sorry with anthony fauci we already know he's been making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on the taxpayer dime working at the national institutes of allergy and infectious diseases but even in his retirement, he's still collecting a nice, handsome pension package, I think, of around $350,000 in private taxpayer-funded security details. But the other way he's profiting, uh, it was just reported yesterday, uh, at least allegedly, uh, an imprint from Penguin Random House, Crown, paid just south of $5 million uh, <laughs> Sorry, I can't even take that seriously. For his autobiography, for his memoir, I couldn't imagine anyone wanting to unironically read that. It'll be fun watching it tank in the charts and the book sale uh, rankings. But, Dr. Mullen, before I let you go, just real quickly, what are your reactions to Anthony Fauci getting $5 million for a memoir for a career that, like I said, should go down in infamy as one of the most dangerous existential threats to the public health uh, of America, and really, frankly, the world writ large is evidenced not just by COVID-19, but that's a perfect example. What are your thoughts? Well, we can expect the New York Times to write a favorable review on it. Uh, <laughs> I certainly didn't get any kind of advance that was even a fraction of that for my book, nor did Bobby Kennedy for his book. Remember that Mr. Fauci has been put back on the U.S. government's payroll and currently has assigned six officers uh, from HHS to drive him around in a fancy vehicle and provide him with security. We haven't seen the last of this guy. I don't know what motivates him. He, he is rolling in cash. He has been pulling down the largest salary in the U.S. government for years and years and years, has the largest pension. I think his pension exceeds the annual salary of the president of the United States. And then there's the money that he got from the royalties uh, from Moderna. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. What, you know, at, at one point, where what, what motivates this guy? When is he going to have enough cash? I guess he wants to become a little mini, you know, mini me for Mr. Gates. What? I just don't get it. <laughs> this is not a public servant. Mini me for Gates. I love it. Where can people follow you and read your book and follow your work and your amazing Substack? I hear from many sources that it's very, very, very so, good and, and well informed. Where can people follow you? So thanks for that. And this, I can proudly say, is now for sale at uh, the uh, Mike Lindell store. 
I think they call it My Store or something like that. And it's also on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, etc. rwmalonemd.substack.com. And Getter, of course, uh, Gab, uh, Truth Social, uh, etc. at rwmalonemd. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, I'm going to reveal one of my sources who said that Dr. Malone's Substack was really great. It's Citizen Free Press. He said it's at the top of his stack right now. People may know him. He aggregates. I think he works 25-7, if that's even a thing. This guy is always working, always putting headlines in the stack. He's always been a friend to the War Room show. Uh, Kane, I think you're joining us down the line if you're there. Uh, if you could just give us, you know, I don't think pe people obviously go to your site and they love your work and they love you, but I don't think people understand the gravity of your site in terms of the traffic. And even when I see the numbers, my jaw drops, and believe me, I'm pretty jaded. But it's it's crazy, and if, if Denver could put up the, the graphic that we have while you talk about how the site's doing in terms of traffic, just to show where you compare, how you're outranking the Wall Street Journal, uh, Breitbart, all these other news outlets. Uh, what's up? What's happening over at Citizen Free Press? Oh, it never ends, Natalie. Just grinding <laughs> headlines. Yeah, twenty-five-seven. You said that's sort of tongue-in-cheek, but but May first will be six straight years every single day, including Christmas, Fourth of July holidays. For people who don't know it, you know, I'll do a I'll do a shameless plug. Plug. Just go ahead to citizenfreepress.com right now. It loads faster than any other news site on the web. There are zero graphics, and all the headlines are in stack form. And all the new stuff goes right at the top. So you never sort of have to search. And, yeah, I mentioned to you in break that, you know, you that was a great appearance by Dr. Malone. People should read the top story in the stack right now, which is which links to Dr. Malone's substack. It's sort of it's, it's a fantastic piece on the origin of, of uh, SARS-CoV-2 virus and how it really was a vaccine. For, it was a recombinant bat vaccine that was created in the United States. So getting to that traffic, yeah, it's nuts, Natalie, and I'll break a little bit of news here. So Matt Drudge, as, as, as Drudge uh, aficionados know, at the bottom right, if you scroll all the way down his website, bottom right-hand corner, he lists every single day what his actual server traffic is, right? So that graph that you've got that lists me and Drudge, that's, that's similar web making a guess as to what all of our traffic is. But that's the only public one, so that's the one people use. But, but back to Drudge. So he's got his actual numbers, right? And he, according to his numbers, he's done 642 million page views in the last 31 days. And CFP, according to our server numbers, have, and I checked right before the show, we did about 336 million in the past uh, 31 days. So for the first time ever of grinding away at this job, we have passed the 50% threshold of drudge. Like we, you know, we're, we're there. It's about 51 and a half, almost 52%. So look, I got lucky. CFP is an amazing place. People who don't know it should check it out. You do not have to register to comment. You can comment immediately on any story that you see, but, uh, you know, but whatever, I'm humble about it. I got lucky for the site got lucky for some reason. Um, but yeah, the numbers are amazing. We, we, uh, you know, bigger than the Wall Street Journal, bigger than Politico. So, you know, that's enough about traffic. Well, the, the truth resonates with people. And I, I brought you on today not just to let you gloat about how fantastic your site is, <laughs> but to, I think, talk about an important story that's developing. 
I think it's sort of contained to the D.C. bubble right now because it has to do with legislation, but I think it has broader implications that people really should be concerned about. And I'm talking about the Restrict Act. And believe me, I am probably one of the loudest advocates for banning TikTok. Uh, I've been saying that for many, many, many years, been showing how not just that the app is used to promote Chinese Communist Party propaganda, but it's a really socialist indoctrination tool aimed at young Americans. Um, But if you put that aside, you know, let's ban TikTok. Yes, 100%. But the legislation that sort of seems to be embraced by the Uniparty to do so, the Restrict Act, really has been, I think, labeled, and I would argue rightly so, getting the moniker of a Trojan horse. If you actually read the bill, uh, it's really concerning in the sense that it broadens the federal government's purview over really communications that are on anything that is connected to the Internet, whether it's your your ring doorbell, Alexa, that really gives them access to anything. And if they don't like what you're saying on there, or if you're communicating with a foreign adversary, which gets to be determined by the Secretary of Commerce, just sort of whatever they see fit and whoever they see fit, uh, you could be thrown in prison for, for up to 20 years. And I know this might sound a little crazy and off the walls, but I don't really think I'm all that off base in terms of characterizing the, the bill like that. You're obviously in media. You have a website that I'm sure would be you know, categorized or flagged as misinformation, disinformation. So we have a few minutes, and I'll hold you over through the break. But what is your take as someone who's very involved in the news business um, on this Restrict Act? Yeah, how about that? Uh, Patriot, Patriot Act 2.0. I mean, we can all trust Senator Mark Warner, right? He would never do anything. He would never do anything to put our liberties uh, at, at stake. Yeah, it's crazy. I have the same caveat as you, Natalie. Like, I cannot stand TikTok. You know, I, I think it's this, it, it, it's a purge that's destroying kids. It's, I mean, the hatred that I have for that social media platform really knows no bounds. But this legislation is not the way to get rid of it. And thank goodness people like you and Reason.com did a great piece today on it. And Uncover DC has also, uh, Tracy Beans and Uncover DC has also done a great piece on it. It's dangerous. It's everything that you said. There's all kinds of language in there that can be interpreted in all sort of nefarious ways. When you read the analysis that the Reason writer put together on it, it's everything that you said that in, you know, the, 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 the definitions of these terms are so broad that they could be sort of shifted and shaped in order to go after misinformation like War Room and and CFP. Hey, give me a, are we headed, how much time do we have before break? You got about a minute. Okay. So, so yeah, so it gives incredible power to the Secretary of Commerce, like you mentioned. It, it makes that, that position sort of the sole arbiter of what is dangerous, what is, what is misinformation, what is disinformation. It, you know, and it's really this, the the, uh, the warnings about it have just sort of come in the last two or three days. Before that, since everybody's natural instinct is like yours, which is to ban TikTok, we are all sort of sliding with this legislation and not really paying attention to it. So, yeah, I'm glad you're raising the raising the alarm on this. And I think, um, you know, it's it's out there now. So I think it's really, really being looked at. And hopefully, uh, hopefully it's it, it will either be amended. Look, it's not the same bill that that Josh Hawley originally put in place. So hopefully it will be amended or, uh, or shot down completely because this is not the way to go. My, uh, my old boss and our mutual friend, uh, the wonderful Raheem Kassam, I remember he always told me in regard to the negotiations of Brexit 
that no deal is better than a bad deal. And I don't think that this is just a bad deal. I think the Restrict Act is a very, very, very bad deal that is an existential threat to freedom of speech, freedom of expression, and freedom as we know it. It's allowing our American ruling class to basically institute what the Chinese Communist Party has in terms of their draconian censorship overseas and bring it here. But it's no surprise that the American ruling class really envies the authority and power of the Chinese Communist Party. Hang in there. We'll be right back. We got Citizen Free Press. Stick around. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters, sq.com. And download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Still not Stephen K. Bannon. You still got Natalie Winters in the war room. Uh, I think I said, let's see, it was Monday I was hosting last. Steve is traveling back, I believe, from East Palestine. Uh, if you guys watched the very, very moving, very powerful town hall type meeting earlier today. Um, so I'm, I'm filling in, but I, I said and I stand by it that I've learned more from the Birch Gold uh, End of the Dollar Empire series than I did sitting in on any economics classes at the University of Chicago. And given that that school birthed Milton Friedman and the entire Chicago School of Economics, that statement carries a lot of weight. Make sure you go to birchgold.com slash warroom if you want to read it out. I think they just released the third, and I think it's the final installment. Uh, so make sure you go, like I said, to birchgold.com slash warroom. Um, Kane, we got to let you go because we got, as Steve would say, a lot more wood to chop here in the warroom. But how can people follow you? And more importantly, no offense, uh, make it to Citizen Free Press and keep up with the, like I said, 25-7 hour news cycle. Yeah, 9 a.m. to 3 a.m. Come to Citizen Free Press. You know I hate social media, and they can find us there. I want to say quickly, I was on the phone with Raheem during the break, and he said that he thinks the two of you should head to the U.K. and and <laughs> run to lead the new lockdown party that, uh, that Dr. Malone was talking about. So with that, I'll bid you adieu and uh, have a great day. There you go. Well, hello to Raheem, if he's watching. Um, I think we have Dave Walsh joining us down the line, sort of, sort of pivoting here 
Um, but really wanted to, to pack in. I think we, in an hour, we can chop a lot of wood, as Steve would say. Um, but I want to talk, usually I'd want to talk about the Great Reset, but I want to talk about it particularly in the context of the Great Food Reset. There was a really, really, really awesome article that was out in Unheard today, uh, which it goes through what's going on in the Netherlands, how there's sort of a populist revolt pushing back against how the government really is weaponizing um, attacks against small kind of family farms in favor of this uh, more, I would say, large-scale agriculture. But really, I think it's a textbook example of how the elites, through a fusion of both the public and private sector, are now really using food and diet and nutrition and soil as sort of another level of like multi-dimensional warfare. As someone who follows the Chinese Communist Party, I'm used to unrestricted and unconventional warfare, but it still makes me very sad and scared to see our own elites using it against us here. So Dave, if you just want to walk us through this concept of what exactly the Great Food Reset is and how fertilizer and soil and more broadly this kind of green energy agenda is being weaponized to, I would argue, make it so the food on your plate doesn't always end up there. Well, Natalie, complimenting Dr. Malone's fine presentation, let's talk about another another sort of health crisis and that's called global starvation, a self-inflicted wound we're headed towards. The, uh, the, the unheard did a great job of laying out some of the depth of where this came from in, in the Netherlands, leading to the formation of the success of the BBB government, the farmer uh, government taking over, uh, and some of the details. The uh, EEU commission, actually uh, internal documents now show, according to this very fine research piece, uh, that the goal and objective of, of this was actually to reduce family farm, private farm, farm ownership, and specifically reduce the production of livestock in, in Holland. Uh, just for example, the Netherlands is the second largest exporter of food products in the world and the largest exporter of meat products across Europe. So here's the EEU looking for ways to diminish that, either to support uh, reducing the footprint vis-a-vis -vis comparability to China, I'll get into that in a second, or in, in the interest of corporate uh, private equity firms perhaps wanting to take take that land over for other uh, agribusiness, but of a greener nature. So um, fortunately, this has been stalled, but it, the Germans went after it also in, in um, November. The government promoted then switching to the national population to a plant-based diet and attempts to remove pork from the diet heavily in Germany. That's still They're still hard at that in Germany. So very unusual things it, within the backdrop. In the backdrop, European food prices went up in 2022, 17.3% overall. Germany alone saw 40% inflation in food for its people, food costs. Over here, eggs up 60%, uh, beef up 20% last year, milk up 14% last year. In the aggregate, food products here, 11.5% inflation last year. So in, in that backdrop, we have this going on that the unheard has revealed, um, just uh, unbelievable. Uh, and, and this is all about also officially reducing nitrogen-based fertilizers because they add to global warming. Some theory of that where the tremendous productivity enhancement in farming globally, and here particularly in Western Europe has occurred, due largely to ammonia, nitrogen, and phosphate fertilizers, the first two of which are origin natural gas-based fertilizers have propelled, for example, here three times the uh, productivity per acre in farming since post-World War II in, in the U.S. 
And also, by the way, the U.S. and the, the Netherlands enjoy 8.2 tons per, per acre productivity, 30% ahead of China, 2.6 times more productivity than India, and unfortunately, 12.6 times more productivity than, than parts of sub-Saharan Africa, but five times more food production productivity per acre than all of Africa. So this is a, an essential uh, ingredient, uh, gas-based fertilizers being ammonia and nitrogen to get into those markets. Instead of dumbing down ours, let's, let's introduce these, these advancements into sub-Saharan Africa and places like, uh, uh, you know, off the coast of India last year in Sri Lanka, where this was tried again at a great deficit to Sri Lankans. Let, let's, let's advance lifestyles and productivity in those nations as opposed to dumbing down our own. I think the article is really interesting, too, because it mentions what I would call sort of the, the bad hombres. Uh, it's the Rockefeller Foundation, the Gates Foundation, the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum. I could go on and on and on, all these kind of three-letter groups. But it really nails down how these entities are working concurrently with three-letter agencies, right, in government. There's sort of this fusion. But it sort of seems like these are the same entities that were very intimately involved, not just with the response to COVID, but with the sort of pandemic preventative research um, that I would argue uh, potentially led to COVID-19, right, whether it was the Gates Foundation uh, and their involvement with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. But I'm just curious. I think if there's anything we've learned from COVID, it's that we certainly can't trust uh, the federal government to, to protect or defend our health. And frankly, I think public health is sort of a new level of, of warfare. It's a new dimension uh, whereby I think governments can kind of wage, whether it's just straight up good old fashioned resource war. And I think, unfortunately, food is now in that kind of domain. But, you know, this is one of those issues that I see a lot of. I, I, some would say fear mongering. I would say maybe it's justified. But are people right to be concerned that this trend is only going to grow, right? What I mean by that, you know, do you see any actions, whether it's from the Biden regime or just global governments or these kind of global groups more broadly that indicates, and just a few minutes on this, um, that people should be scared or should be at least concerned that this is, like I said, sort of a new area of interest for this, this axis of evil, really? No, you're seeing nothing but reinforcement of this notion from governments in, in Western Europe and here through the EU and the U.S. government on energy. The same, the same uh, outcomes being enforcement and creation of policies all about raising the cost of energy to citizens and ratepayers for electricity with solar and wind, which are very, very costly with diminishment of natural gas resources through shutting down and not, not permitting pipelines shutting down offshore production. Granholm before the Congress last week and uh, Jean-Pierre Jean bragging about the cessation of Arctic, Alaskan oil and gas production. All these measures are also about driving costs up for citizen ratepayers, for gasoline, for home heating oil and gas, and for electricity. Whilst, on the other hand, the Federal Reserve and European governments are working to corral inflation through higher interest rates. It's just an extreme contradiction with the actual actions of government taking the same positions to drive up the cost of energy massively to human beings when there is no replacement for oil, gas, coal, and uranium. There is no replacement on the horizon. Yet they want to restrict these things, which has the direct effect of fueling inflation very badly in the developed world. Manufactured crises, I know we always talk about. Yeah. 
if it's yeah. incompetence or if it's intentional. And I think this green energy issue is one of those glaring examples where you really see that it's intentional and it's not incompetence. Dave Walsh, I feel like I could refer to you as the future Secretary of Energy. Uh, where can people where can people follow you and your work and stay and stay in contact with you? Just a quick adder to this. I know, by the way, our f- farming productivity per person deployed, they deploy 66 more persons per acre than we do. And they also are 30% behind Western Europe and the U.S. in cereal production per acre. So I'm just saying there's another maybe leading indicator of where this type of pressure comes from. I can be located on Getter at Dave Walsh Energy and uh, same on Truth Social. Thanks, Natalie. Thank you so much for joining us. I think we should have Mike Davis down the line, but before we get into what's the latest with Trump and the political prosecutions, persecutions, whatever you want to call it, um, I really think it is interesting, right, this whole East Palestine situation, right? The EPA, I guess you got Pete Buttigieg down there, but this whole climate cult, these whole, right, this whole kind of cohort of people who are so into environmental justice and saving the environment, they're absolutely nowhere to be found when it comes to East Palestine. I don't know if y'all watched the show earlier today, but you saw those two beautiful babies who are breaking out in rashes and hives and who knows the mental damage that they're experiencing because of this release of chemicals. Now, call me crazy, I don't really like the word justice, environmental justice, equity. By the way, did you see Secretary Blinken just called for a just peace in Ukraine, whatever that means. Um, But it's just absolutely mind, I would say, blowing to me uh, that these environmental justice freaks, the people who will throw paint on the Mona Lisa and all these, you know, beautiful old pieces of artwork just to make a point, they can't even go to East Palestine with what's going on there. If you want real environmental justice, how about you start protesting at Norfolk Southern's headquarters? But I'm sure they won't. But speaking of protests... And prosecutions and persecutions, I think we have Mike Davis joining us down the line. Now, I saw reports, you'd sent it to me, I think, that uh, it seems like this whole grand jury, the Stormy Daniels payment, the hush money, the Trump is going to jail, that whole angle of attack that MSNBC was playing nonstop for what seemed to be a whole week, uh, 24 hours a day. Uh, They're going on break. It seems like they're sort of hitting the break on that whole angle of attack. What's the latest going on there? Yeah, it seems like the Democrats are uh, are on a tactical retreat up in Manhattan. Uh, they have three bogus criminal prosecutions right now trying to take out Trump. Uh, the first one is Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg investigating Trump for the non uh, the non felony of settling a nuisance claim back in 2016. Uh, businessmen do this all the time. It's perfectly legal, and it's Alvin Bragg's. Um, when he was in the New York Attorney General's office, he pushed the, the prior Manhattan DA to decline these charges. The U.S. Attorney for Manhattan de- declined these charges. The Federal Election Commission declined these charges. But then uh, George Soros got a million dollars, or excuse me, uh, Alvin Bragg got a million dollars from George Soros and ran for DA. And Alvin Bragg became a political operative for the Democrats and George Soros and was seriously contemplating bringing these bogus trumped up charges against President Trump. It looks like that's back. 
Hang on, I want to keep you through the break so we can get into what their sort of fallback plans are because it's very clear they're trying to take him out. Because they know Donald Trump is the one and only tried and tested true warrior who can actually take on not just the deep state but the in-your-face state, the globalists, the ones that want to take away not just your guns but also your farms and your ability to live as a free being. Hang in there, we'll be right back. Mike Davis. Americans have had it. They're done supporting companies that rake in hundreds of millions, sometimes billions of dollars, while trashing the country that made their success possible. Until recently, we had to take it. But companies like Patriot Mobile are building a whole new economy, one which embraces the values that made America the greatest country on earth. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you can get the best possible service in your area. Plus, they offer a coverage guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to a different network for free without changing carriers. All this, plus the knowledge that you are supporting free speech, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military and first responder heroes. They're 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them right now at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. Remember, stop giving monies to companies that hate you. Support the Patriot Mobiles of the world. That's patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Can't believe we're already in the D block. I know time flies when you're having fun. I guess time really flies when you're taking down the CCP and the World Economic Forum and the global elites. But I think time also flies when you're sleeping on a MyPillow 2.0 because it's just that good. It's what Steve sleeps on. It's what I sleep on. It's what I think a lot of the War Room posse sleep on. Make sure you use promo code WARROOM. Go to MyPillow.com to get your pillow today. Again, I really have too much fun doing these pillow reads. I still think we have Mike Davis down the line with us talking about they can't beat him, so they gotta not join him. Of course not. Indict him. That seems to be the playbook that not just the Democrats, but really the entire establishment gives a whole new meaning to throwing the book at someone. Um, but Mike, what are they going to do now, now that it seems like the whole Stormy Daniels angle of attack isn't working? What's their fallback plan? Yeah, it got dark and stormy up in Manhattan, so they're gonna, <laughs> they're going to retreat on that one, tactical retreat. And they're going to go to their 2.0. Uh, you talk about your My Pillow 2.0. Their Democrats 2.0 is You're going to take be- my job. I hear you. I, hear you. I, have a, I have a face for radio, as everyone knows. But so I, so 
Uh, 2.0 is going to be uh, special counsel Jack Smith, Garland's handpicked special counsel. They're going to uh, look at President Trump for the non-crime of having his presidential records in the office of the former president, uh, office of the former president in Mar-a-Lago, which is specifically allowed by the Presidential Records Act. They're going to try to come up with some bogus process crime like obstruction to get him on that. And then the third way they're going to try to get him is through the Fulton County DA's office. Fannie Willis, another Democrat, is going to try to prosecute Trump for the non-crime of objecting to a presidential election, uh, uh, which uh, is allowed by the, uh, uh, which is allowed by a statute of Congress in, from 1887, and Democrats objected uh, to Republican wins in 1969, 2001, 2005, 2017. But all of a sudden, that's going to be a crime uh, to lobby lawmakers to object to presidential elections. It's, it's allowed by federal statute and it's protected by the First Amendment. But that's their playbook. Um, and of course, they're going to ignore everything the Bidens do. That's why we heard a lot from Alvin Bragg is because House Republicans sub subpoenaed smoking gun bank records that the Bidens took a million dollars from the CCP. So anytime there's an issue with the Bidens, we're going to hear about Jack Smith. We're going to hear about um, Fannie Willis. Maybe they'll try to bring Alvin Bragg's uh, dead case back uh, back from the dead. Uh, he's the he's the Freddy Krueger of the Democrat prosecutors. He just won't go away. But uh, that's their playbook. I know it always seems to be that they need a distraction and a deflection whenever one of the Biden uh, regime members' wrongdoings are exposed. And because there are so many of them and so many wrongdoings, you need a lot of distractions. And since you're a lawyer, I'm just curious. I always like to ask brilliant legal minds and members of Congress, you know, what the latest is in terms of the process of congressional investigations and accountability. Now, I know Congress can't necessarily uh, indict anyone, but just you're, you're a fire breather. I know you definitely don't hold back. And I think the war room posse is maybe a little, I would say, a little upset that we haven't seen all of the investigations and hearings and subpoenas and maybe prison sentences uh, that we had been hoping for. Um, but in your opinion, right, you're talking about the subpoenas, what we've found about, you know, the Biden crime family, which we've already known. How do you think they're doing? How would you rate uh, the whether it's the weaponization committee? And we got a few minutes um, before, unfortunately, this show's over. But just what's your kind of assessment of, of what's going on on the Hill? So I think uh, House Oversight Chairman James Comer was off to a running start. He's been doing an excellent job since day one, and I have uh, consistently praised him. I'm actually starting to change my opinion on Jim Jordan. I've been a loud, obnoxious, vocal critic of Jim Jordan for a long time, particularly because I think that he uh, defends Google and big tech too much. But I'm, uh, I think he got off to a slow start with his House, uh, with his House Weaponization Committee and his Judiciary Committee oversight. But he's starting to get his sea legs and he's starting to put points on the board. And I have publicly praised him uh, for, for, for doing this. And I'll praise, I will praise all these Republican chairmen and members when they do good work. And I'll criticize them when they don't because, you know, I, I just don't care. I'm not looking for anything from Congress. I, I don't need a job. I don't need their money. I don't need anything from, the, from them. So it's pretty liberating. So, uh, but I, as I said, Jim Jordan was... Uh, from a rocky start, he's starting to he's starting to do a good job and put points on the board. Awesome. And where can people stay in touch and follow your work, whether it's Twitter or your writings? Where can people uh, find you? It's article3project.org, article3project.org, 
at Article 3 Project, at Article Number 3 Project on Gitter, Twitter, Truth. And I don't know if Twitter's starting to kick people off again, but when I'm not kicked off Twitter, it's at M-R-D-D-M-I-A, M-R-D-D-M-I-N. I'm also on Getter and Truth. And thank you, Natalie. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, I think we got about two minutes left, uh, but Steve will be back tomorrow morning. Uh, I think, like I said, they're traveling back from East Palestine. But it really is not funny, but it's so... So concerning, like I said, as someone whose early career was dedicated and devoted to focusing on Chinese Communist Party infiltration and the various tactics that they use in terms of political warfare, one of their uh, three warfares doctrine, which is enshrined in the Code of the People's Liberation Army, not just as mass media information and psychological warfare, uh, but it's lawfare, and that's really at the heart of it. And obviously we've seen a pretty, I would say, heavy compromise of a lot of America's leading legal firms by the Chinese Communist Party, but it's really sad when you come to grips, I think, and understand uh, that America's ruling class are are betters, right? Um, it's not just that they've been compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, um, but they've merged with them, right? They're going after Donald Trump, much like the Chinese Communist Party has gone after their former premiers and their former leaders. It's it's really lawfare. At its finest, and meanwhile, actual Americans, like you just saw, the people in East Palestine, you have babies, one- and two-year-olds, who are breaking out in hives and rashes because, let's call it what it is, corporate greed, our betters, our intellectuals, our graduates from Harvard, our McKinsey consultants, the Pete Buttigieg types who know exactly what's happening because Donald Trump is making us look like a fool on the world stage. Well... I think the Biden regime is doing a pretty good job at that. You don't even have to go overseas to Ukraine or China to Hunter Biden's business partners to see that. You can just go to East Palestine or go to Washington, D.C. But it sounds like, like Mike Davis said, maybe House Republicans are actually starting to get a backbone. I won't hold my breath, but it's always good to have a little bit of hope. Stick in there. We'll be back tomorrow, 10 a.m. with Steve. Thanks for hanging with me. Have a good one. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart, 
and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.